has been a long time. A little bit of a long time. A little bit of a long time. Uh, we had a unintentionary... An in, an in- unintentionary. <laughs> it's a Friday. Unin- it's a late Friday. We're drinking. It's true. And we're not we're not eating dino chicken nuggets this nope. time. Nope. I made, and, and we um, locked the cat away from the mics. And we have no kids. And no kids. Um, I made some old fashions. I'm trying to become a whiskey drinker. Uh, whatever. It's I'm, nice to have I'm aspirations. Working, I'm working on it. It's mixed with a lot of things. Anyways, we had an unintentional hiatus. Um, our child care went out of town, a.k.a. my parents. And um, we just it's a little bit harder to do late at night when Kyle works really early in the morning. And there's always the potential of a little person coming in and interrupting. So I'm sorry that we've been gone. I feel like that song, the, the album with uh, – Panic at the Disco. Oh yeah, the, yeah. like their first We're song. So sorry, we've been, been gone. gone. We've been busy writing songs for you. Yeah, but we but we didn't. We, we definitely didn't write any songs. I I'll bet you about half the people though out there think that we stopped doing it because I kept interrupting you the last episode. Ooh, and you clearly sounded upset. I didn't even listen I, to the whole thing. I locked it up really good. No, you did. But for anybody how much who knows you were interrupting you? me, you. For anybody who knows you, though, I think they know. Yeah. I would have stopped listening too. Oh, I definitely did. I tuned you out. It's just kidding. It's embarrassing. I I know. I'm very sorry. Oh, thank you for saying that. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, what are we talking about? We are talking about I'm hosting, I should tell you. Um we <laughs> I don't know what are we talking about? <laughs> ah. Um we are talking about the equality in our marriage and in our household. Um we've asked a few um friends some suggestions for topics mm-hmm. and this is one that came up a couple times. Um, I'm just going to say this again. We would love for you to send us some suggestions. Um, or tell us we're full of it. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I had that policy on my last podcast. If we're full of it, you should definitely tell us. Um, but if it's a, a text or an email or whatever it is, let let us know what you want to hear about. Um, otherwise, we're just talking nonsense. Well, we probably are still talking nonsense. But <laughs> I think Maybe directionary nonsense. Yeah. Direct, direct, discretionary, direction, no. di- directional, directed, directed, directed. It doesn't matter. Sure. Um, a couple of those words work. Some of them are actual words. I don't know which ones. Though. I'm sorry. I just like to make things up. It's fine. I think everybody gets it. Um, so talking about equality in our household and our marriage, um, we definitely don't have the like 1950s style of household where the wife vacuums in a dress. <laughs> Ever. I, I don't think I've seen and you in heels. a dress in a while, so definitely um, not vacuuming the dress. Yeah. And, you know, dinner's on the table when you get home. Mm. Um, and it, even if it is, it's not because you, it's an expectation that you no, have it's because us. they're hungry, as it would turn out. It's the weirdest thing. Um, but yeah, so you kind of you started our, our summary our, of the... I did. So um, I'll let you jump in on the beginning. I think, like, I think the, like the 1950s, like circa 1950s perception of, like gender roles in the household is probably like what everybody thinks about when you like, if, if you were to just say like cold to somebody like uh, equality in marriage, like I'm sure because of like the current tone, the current political and so- social tones in the country, like I think that's what everybody would think of is like, Oh, you know, the, the woman's a stay at home mom. And therefore she always takes care of the kids. She always does the dishes. She always makes dinner. She always changes diapers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think we, we, at least in our marriage counseling, our pre-marriage counseling, actually even our marriage counseling for that matter, <laughs> we, uh, we talked a pretty fair amount about like deliberately trying to keep those stereotypes completely to a minimum. It doesn't mean that you don't change diapers, but it also means that I change diapers too. Uh, 
And like, I think it's a point of pride for us that we, we actually are able to separate the two. Like I cook dinner sometimes and so do you, and I do dishes sometimes. And so do you, I, I, however, don't really do laundry all too often, but I think that's more of a logistical thing. I'm just not home long enough to like put a load in the washer and in the dryer and take it out. But I mean, to be fair, it takes me like four days to do that. It does, so. cause there's four days worth of laundry. I don't boys, know if it's that or are, I just forget about no, boys, laundry boys are messy and have to rewash it like four times. Yeah, and then when you're done, they've dirtied a whole other set of clothes. That is true. So anyway, that that's more like, I mean, like even in the house I grew up in, like my, my dad and my mom both split the duties relatively evenly. And then like when my dad became disabled and stopped working, he like immediately took all like the homemaker roles because he was home and my mom wasn't. So uh, like it just sometimes like time affords you like the category of ending up doing some of those things. But that's that's the gist of it. I think that's the overarching thing is that there isn't like a set of responsibilities that you do this because you're the wife and because you stay at home. Um, I think that we should have well been past that in society a long time ago (laughs) and we sure as hell are now. So, and it's just not fair. I don't think that's like, I mean, we're, we're both obviously Christian people or maybe not so obvious to people, but we're, we're Christian people. And I don't think that, I don't think it's mutually respecting to to be above jobs because I'm a man or you be above jobs because you're a woman or vice versa. Like, I, I, I don't think, you know, everybody should play to their strengths and, you know, help each other equally. That's yeah. what equality is, I yeah. think. Yeah, um, I agree. And I think that some of it just falls to there's just some things that you're better at cleaning wise than I am. Um I am a wipe around the stuff cleaner while Kyle is the moves everything and cleans it properly. Um, so I'm not going to be the one dusting. And if I am, don't expect it to be as, as thorough. All the thoroughfares are dusted, but anything that has something on top of it, they're still dusting. There, yeah. Which is um, fine. The best thing that probably happened recently is we got a cordless vacuum. And that, now that has been a legit help um, to both of us. All the little Cheerios and crushed goldfish are all easily uh picked up by this little vacuum and the boys actually like doing it so it's kind of fun it's the modern day dust buster everybody yeah to be uh doing a chore with them um the big likes to do it um he's not fantastic at it but i let him do it um it keeps them engaged too and it makes them realize that like vacuuming isn't a woman's job i mean it it, like inherently the equality in the household is going to be (laughs) a little bit it's a difficult to pass that on there's three three boys in the house and their mother and a female cat, and the female cat does nothing. She's not helpful. She's a sponge. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna let you keep going on on your topic. You you made some points in here that oh, I I made like a couple other see. points that I think are are stereotypes. Oh, okay. Like uh, like a more practical areas of this is like. I mean, I, I don't think I ever heard this growing up, but I definitely had friends whose parents would say like, "Wait," to, or parents or. Friends, mothers who used to say, wait till your dad gets home, as in, like, dad's the disciplinarian that's going to, like, kick your ass, make you regret it, completely demean you, forget all that stuff. I actually said that to the big um, the other day, and not because it was, like, wait till your dad gets home because you were going to be the disciplinary, but he was um, sticking something loud in his brother's ear, and it was and it was hurtful. Or, actually, no, he was squirting water in his ears, and what came from that was you are the authority on like all audio things in our home. <laughs> and so I told him all the wrong things about squirting water in someone's ear and how damaging that could be, and especially yeah. like loud noises. But it was the, do you want to go talk to your dad about this? And he can tell you 
why this is so bad and not because you were the father male figure, but because you were the authority on that subject. I, I was actually home. I was working from home. This was two days ago uh, and the office window was open enough that I heard you say that to him. Oh. I'm like, yeah, bring him in here. I'll tell him what's up. <laughs> um, th- then there are certain things that, you know, I, I think are better. There are things that are probably better suited coming from you than from me, but it has nothing to do with you being a woman or being his mother um, necessarily. And, and me, that I can't speak that to him. There are just certain things that are better coming from you or there's better understanding from you or, I can't remember the reason that you told me that, that they weren't allowed to do things or whatever, <laughs> like if that makes any sense, but like that, like it's a, it's an old adage or it's like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say that to your mother kind of a thing. Like I, we don't, we don't want the kids to pit us against each other and we've made it very clear to them. I mean, granted one of them's a baby, so it's mostly to the big, but we've made it very clear to them that we're on the same team. We're on the same team. And like, they can't go to me and say like, well, you always let me do this because then it doesn't create that air of like whatever. Almost all the time when they come and ask me something and you're home or even when you're not, it's like, well, what did your mother say? We or, do occasionally high five when when we try to get pit up, up against each other and we high five and say, same a, team. And yeah, it's a show of force. <laughs> we have to stay united in a united front. Yeah, united front. There's a, it's, a, it's a, a man-on-man defense <laughs> as opposed to a zone defense. That's why we stopped at two kids. We're really happy with that approach. Oh, goodness. Uh, God bless anybody trying to do zone defense with their kids. Um, but I think the other part of that, though, is not – we try to um, – in the equality part of it and, and, and with discipline is um, we don't undermine each other in front of the other person or we really try not to. And we've it, it, always, always – we've come short of that a few times. There's, well, we're still human. Absolutely. Like, but the idea of like if this is the decision that you made and there's been some that I definitely didn't agree with enough that like you and I went in the room and I was like, why did you take that away from him? He's been looking forward to that forever or whatever it was. Um, but I didn't say it in front of you or in, in front, front of him. him yeah. You were there, but I didn't want to be like, well, why can't he do that? Where he looks at you and I was like, yeah, why can't I do it? Mom said I could. Um, yeah, we, we don't that, need that as they get older. Yeah, but there was something like the equal partnership in that. Um, even if I disagreed with you um, and maybe we come back later and be like, hey, dad or mom was wrong about this decision. We're going to go forward with this, but it's not because they saw the other parent um, undermining the other one. Right. Um. I think I think like another big one, at least from like the the male slash father perspective, and like amongst, I mean, I'm not trying, I'm not deliberately trying to call any of my like male peers out, but like this is definitely a prevalent issue. Is uh, and I it's so prevalent that I like just naturally said it right after becoming a father and going back to work. I said like, oh, I got to babysit my kid tonight, and I got like reamed by one of my male coworkers who has older kids that said, you're not babysitting your kids, you're parenting your kids, you're fathering your kids. Uh, you, you do the same thing that your wife does. Neither of you, like may, maybe watching the kids, you you could go with that, but you don't babysit your kids. Like you're, you're involved in parenting them. You're co-parenting with your spouse. Yeah. It's not, it's not right to be like, oh, well she, she takes care of the kids and I'm going to babysit. Preach it. <laughs> so I it's learned, I learned, I little... learned my lesson. And so now, now whenever anybody says like, oh, why can't you go out? Why, what are you doing? Well, I'm fathering my kids. Yeah. That's. Which it's is funny because to... it sounds out of context and people who don't realize what I mean by it, yeah. I think, like, take, take it a weird, gross I think direction. I can be a, a disconnect, though, for some dads um, that they don't always view it that way. And um, as, a, as a mom and as a wife, um, I will tell you fathers, if you're listening, um, 
when you say, yeah, I can watch the kids tonight so you can go out or I can be with the kids tonight or like, yeah, you should totally go and do that where there's no guilt attached to that because we already feel guilty and we already like we don't need any help. Um, and so sometimes like, you know, I can just simply ask Kyle like, hey, like this Sunday I'm going out with my aunt and uncle. Hey, I'm going to go hang out with my aunt and uncle. Is that OK? And he's like, yeah, I'd love to stay home with the boys. Um, and. And there's something that like, I can look forward to that now. I don't feel guilty. I don't feel like I have to make sure the house is ready, that this is done because he does all the same chores that I do. He runs the house the same way that I do. He knows when their nap time is. He knows when their bedtime is. Um, He knows how to feed them food. Um, And I also kind of hate the idea that like, well, the dad can survive for 28 or 24 hours. Like, he oh can God, get I hope it's not surviving. But that's the point is like, I don't, I don't survive for 20. I mean, sometimes I do, <laughs> but like, yeah, there are bad days, but there I have, I have a routine with them and it's not very strict, but we have our things that we do and the, um, things that they expect and, and I don't get to just phone it in for 24 hours in hopes that I can make it through. So I hate the idea that, you know, they always say like, well, any dad can, you know, 20, can survive 24 hours with the kids. He'll be fine. Or it's two days. He can, if that means they don't have baths and they don't eat good food, then, you know, that's on that. And, and that's, what's frustrating to me is because I don't, I don't get that luxury, so to speak. So I, what I love about what you do is there wasn't like a, well, what, what do I feed them? What do I get them? How do I do this? Because you're, we're already doing all of that together. When we're both home. When we're both home. But like, then there's the weekends. It's the same idea. Like we used to, when, when the big was first born, we did, um, we would fight over the first year (laughs) of his life was really hard. Uh, The big's life on our marriage was a really big strain in trying to find the adjustment of parenting. Um, um, yeah, we needed help too. We should make that clear. Yeah, that, like we, need, needing help is not a bad thing. No, absolutely. We needed somebody to step in and say, like, "Hey, you guys aren't like you need to communicate a little bit better." Um, but the idea was that he would come home from work and would be all pissed off and would be, need his own time, and I would come. He would come home, and I'd be waiting for him to come home. One to spend time with him, but two also because like I needed another. I, I need some help. Thank God you're home. Yeah. And I tried not to be like the, here's the baby as soon as you walk in the door. But, um, I can't say that that didn't happen at that time because I was so frustrated with the situation and with you. Um, but then, so you would say, well, I've been at work all day and well, I've been at work all day. Well, you've been home all day. Oh, really? I've been home all day doing nothing but caring for your child, you know, cause that comes out a little bit when you're angry. Sure. Um, and then we finally came to this, this middle ground where, Okay, so while you're at work, I'm at work. Our work is different. Our work is hard on both ends. Um, but when you come home, we get to do this parenting thing together. So yes. then um, with the first get kid. Get to. Get to do this together. Yeah. The, with Not our, our first kid, we were much more diligent about it because I think we were trying to set a habit. And by the second time, we didn't have to be as, um, I did this, you did this, I did this, you did this. But with the big um, – Kyle would come home and he would change the diaper and the next one I would change the diaper and we would alternate so that we knew that the job was shared, that it was each other's responsibility. There was no resentment. We let, we didn't leave a lot of room for resentment in there. Yeah. And again, we're human. There was still resentments back and forth, but like stuff that we could resolve with, you know, tools and tools in our marriage that we got from premarital counseling and from, you know, marriage counseling after the fact and just from other, other parents that we knew that we respected. Like it, 
again, like we're not perfect at it and we, we, we don't like sit there and go through like this checklist of things like, okay, you did one and I did one. Right. It's just like, no, it, I haven't changed. That was only idea. to form a habit though. Really yeah. it was. Once, once we got into yourself. the groove and you like, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure you just did this last time and just the understanding of what the other person does. But it was this, your job, my job, the weekends and the evenings are our job together. And that's how you learn what their schedule is. That's how you learn the routine and, and so then when I do ask for time and that, and part of that is, um, me being able to ask what I need and I, yeah, but like, I mean, even I'm going to interrupt you. I'm sorry <laughs> to, to clarify though, again, with the verbiage, and this is something that, that came up recently with us a, in a discussion we were having a discussion being, you know, italicized. It, it was more of, we were arguing and it turned into a discussion is that. Like, you don't ask me permission to go out. Like, you tell me, I need to go out. I'm going to do these things. Or is there any issue with these plans? It's coordination. Like, I'm not your I'm not your father. <laughs> and he can't tell me what to do. And I can't tell her what to do. No, my dad can't tell me what to do either. Oh, yeah. No, that guy definitely can't. Um, but, <laughs> but like, it, it was, I mean, I, I think, like, I think it's part of, like, our former conditioning. Like, in, in the, the society in which we were raised and somewhat the society that still exists, because you're the homemaker, the person who's home all the time, you have to ask for permission to leave. Well, it was, I felt like, and not that you made me feel this way, but I had to literally ask permission to do anything. Right. Because um, when you're at work, the kids are my responsibility. And I get that because I, we made that choice that I stayed home. Those and, are the predefined things we right. agreed on. Yeah. And, um, and that wasn't even anything that I necessarily desired. It wasn't until the big was born that I was like, oh, I can't. I, I can't want, go I, back to I work. I want to stay here. I can't. I can't. I want to be with him. And thankfully that we were in a place that you, you could provide that financially for me to be able to stay home. So during your work that provides for us to be able to stay here and live here, right. um, the kids are my responsibility. But what was getting hard about that, it was that as I, I always felt like if I wanted to do anything, um, I had to ask somebody, there was never me just saying, Hey, I like, I'm going to go have dinner with a friend. I'd have to ask you or I'd have to ask somebody to watch the kids while you can have dinner with a friend um, or lunch with a friend that's during work hours. Right, exactly. And you can just do it. And there's not a question of that. And that's what was kind of hard for me Mm -hmm. was to – I don't get to just go have lunch with a friend. I have to ask at least least one person if – if I can. Right. And that, that, like, I think, I think what we, I mean, we don't need to rehash our entire discussion here, but like, right. I think what we had ended up discussing is like, yes, there are certain jobs where you can't just get up and walk out without talking to somebody, getting somebody right. to cover your, cover your register while you're on break or something like that, or you're going to lunch somewhere at a specific time. Uh, and like, unfortunately I'm now in a job where I can get up and leave provided right. my schedule allows it. I can get up and leave. I don't have to ask permission anymore, but I did have a good 12 years where I yeah. I, I had to ask permission. Yeah. Can you cover the console? Can you do this or that? And, and so like, it, but it, regardless of like fair or not fair, like that's the way it feels. And so by the time I would come home, you were still asking for permission. Like, can I go out tonight? Or can I take a shower? Dad, can I borrow the car? Like yeah. it, it, with that entire tone. And like, it, we're still like conditioning out of this. This is a relatively recent discussion right. we had where I had told her, you know, audience that's not really here. I had told her that uh, just to tell me, like, hey, I'm going to do it as a point of coordination. Like, I'm not going to tell you, like, no, you can't go. I might say, hey, we have a conflict, but that's a conflict. And some what what I had told her was that if I, you know, if I make you make plans and we like agree, like, yeah, we're going to do that. I'm watching the kids, and I suddenly have something I want to do that I can't take the kids to. I need to find the sitter. It, yeah, they're my and, responsibility. And we're still working the right. gist of this There's out. There's something but. so huge about that, though, because um, 
It, like, I'm that, always doing the coordination because mm-hmm. I'm the one that's always asking because I'm usually the one that needs it more because right. um, well, when you're home, point, yeah. it doesn't really matter. But when you're at work – And when do I get home from work? Like we have to figure that part of it out. Like it's not like I'm just sitting here waiting to take over. About it being like if we had plans that were made and you had said, yes, go do that. I'm already off the hook. I am off the kid zone. I am right. off whatever. So if something comes up, either that doesn't happen – or you find somebody to cover it. And that was that was really freeing because it for me it showed the that really the equality of what our um, relationship looked like, not just And what it should look like. It, right. we're not perfect at no, this. No, no, no. It but still comes off as like to asking. Me that and showed that you showed permission. respect for what I desire to do and what I want to do and how you like view me not just as the mother, the wife, but as a person that you know that this is important to me and you've already made that commitment to me to to take care of things. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm good to go. Well, I figure one of the men in the house should like view you as a person because <laughs> the, the smaller two do not. They view me as a jungle gym and me and uh, literally anything else <laughs> and everyone else. But it was just, um, I guess, I guess to say all of that was just, it was a hard conversation and it's been a hard conversation. We've been and, married yeah, for almost, um, seven years. And, um, these are still like things that we're trying to figure out. Like, how does this work? Um, I well, would say not even that they long grow ago, older and... you were frustrated because you were always doing the dishes and it sounds trivial and it sounds silly to like fight over these like um, little things like I'm always the one doing the dishes or I'm always picking up or I'm always doing this. But when, when you really do feel like you're the only person doing anything and then we're not, I'm not the only one eating. Like, so right. you had approached me and said like, I feel like I'm the only one doing the dishes And then we sat and had this conversation of like threshold. Well, you can't handle dishes in the sink for longer than let's say two days. Well, I can go five or whatever that is. I now my threshold is a lot lower and I have actually been doing a lot of the dishes, not for him, but because I really want them to be done. Um, But there was just this um, conversation that just keeps happening where it's like, it's not trivial because it is something that's bothering you and it is something that's upset and, and I can't be the only one carrying the weight. And then sometimes it's a reality check for me though. If I was to say to you, I am always the one doing the laundry and I'm frustrated because mm-hmm. you never help out with that. And you go, well, I'm frustrated because I'm always doing the dishes and changing cat litter and doing this and doing this. This is and literally the this. argument. We had. <laughs> um, and doing this. And, and then for me, I'm thinking that you're just sitting around doing nothing. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that does get done. Oh, yeah, that does get done. It's well, actually, I also it's a- don't have to do that too. So sometimes it's just having that conversation where um, the other person has to give you a little perspective. Like, let me show yeah. you what I've been working on. And you're like, oh, I, I didn't even know. And there's a much nicer way to do it than how I did it in that moment. But like, it, <laughs> it, like it is one of those things you like, you truthfully don't realize exactly like how difficult the other person's, you know, day job, yeah. whatever is until you have to do it. And yeah. like, cause I forget the first time you left for multiple days, like, left left me here with the boys to survive in quotes for for the weekend um <laughs> that's when i went to texas i think i made it like i think i made it like maybe 18 hours before i was like how the hell does she do this every day <laughs> i am exhausted it's only been 18 hours they're both still sitting here passed out on the couch because i couldn't move either of them uh or rather i didn't want to at that point and then i was like i have to do this for another day and a half how on earth does she do this every day I'm going to go away for four days more often. No. <laughs> but, but it was, but, it was but cool like because the whole time you, I was gone though, you, you were sending me messages like, 
thank you so much for what you do for our family. I didn't even realize that this was this hard. And, and there was something that was really powerful, but I also think that was a wonderful bonding time for you. And that's, there was the part of me that wanted to be like, did you remember this? Did you remember this? And it, I yeah, can't. Yeah, that's not helpful either. Though. I know. Yeah, but no, I, I know you know that. I'm just saying I can't for ask everybody else. for you to step in and do all of these things um, for the kids when normally that's my, my job in quotes, the thing that I do most of the time it, during the day. It's the thing you've made your job. It's not right. like we've right. assigned it to you and good luck. Like, <laughs> But I can't ask you to step in and, and do this fathering thing also if I'm not going to let you do it. And we both have different ways that we do it. And we, we found that out the first with the first kid was I was trying to control all the, the test ways. kid. You mean? Yeah. I was trying to control all the ways that I thought you should do it. Well, you could put him to bed this way and it would work better. If you sang him this song, if you swayed him this way and there were all things that didn't work for you. And then mm-hmm. that made some f- friction between the two of us. Cause you're like, can you, you asked me to do this and now you're not letting me do it. Um, so even when I was in Texas for those four days and that was a, almost a year ago, um, I survived by the way you did. I am here. Um, the boys are still healthy, but I remember like texting like, Oh, did you make sure that you, Oh, nope, nope. He's going to figure it out because he's their dad. He knows what they need. He's not going to let anything happen to them. Well, they're and seriously, uh, ultimately at the end of the day, there are worse parents than me. <laughs> so I wasn't going to say that. Oh, but, I, I definitely would say that. Um, they survived. We survived, but it's we're also, all happy. It's also allowing you to be the parent you want to be and me to be the parent that I want to be and knowing that we do things different, but we have our same core values and, and how we get to that same finish line mm-hmm. is, is the goal and how we show each other and our kids respect. And that's, that's just all part of the whole, the whole household being, um, equal, equal, <laughs> we're not equal. Like we try to talk with the boys. We're not above anything. Um, granted where the parents were more of the authority, but if they don't like the way that we're talking to them, they, and this usually just goes for the big cause the baby can barely talk. Um, he tells us in his own way. Yeah. Usually just yelling. Yes. But if he doesn't like the way that we're talking, he can say, daddy, I don't like the way that you said that to me. And then, um, depending on the way he says it, um, we can, it leads to a conversation and, and the and idea that he's not them. just here. Um, for us to boss around that he is, and he's not here for him to boss us around too. Let's be really clear. Yes. Um, more that one than the first one, but he's a part of this conversation too. He's a part of this family. So it, it's not even just the equality between the two of us. It's the equality as like, as our family get out there and like go bring in the groceries. Well, I don't want to get the groceries. Well, I don't want to make your lunch, but I'm still doing it. I like, believe what I said is I don't want to wipe your ass, <laughs> but you know, it's that thing. Like as part of being a member of this house, your your job is to help but that that also means that they deserve i i mean as a age appropriate they deserve a seat at the table in order totally. to say i don't like the way you're talking to me i don't yeah. like the way you're talking to mommy i don't like the way and it also means we to have you, to apologize when we make our mistakes which is it's super hard to eat your words to a five-year-old like yeah. ultimately and it's humbling too i think that that's been um i don't know i I've learned how, how to apologize. Um, when I start to view him as an equal member of this household who gets to have an opinion now that he has an opinion and he gets to make decisions. And, and when he, like you said, he has a seat at this table that, um, things are different. Our, the household is different. And, and there's definitely times that we fail where I feel like I pull rank and say, well, I don't really care. I'm your mom. Get back in bed. Um, right. It's age appropriate. But, um, I think that that started though. The core values of all of that starts with the two of us mutually respecting each other, the two of us viewing each other as equals, as partners, as a team. Um, 
that the big gets to be a part of the team, mm-hmm. um, but then also is sometimes gets to just watch what the team looks like when the like captains are are playing. You know, like when we're in it together. When we're doing the coin toss. Sure. I don't know if that's like an innuendo. No, I didn't mean it that way, but man, it was a good one. It got weird. I think this is like a PG podcast. I think in general, at least. <laughs> Where I make jokes that are like borderline age inappropriate for anybody other yeah. than adults. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I think that it's the idea that we're the same team. He's on that team, but sometimes he gets to watch how we treat each other and how mm-hmm. we talk to each other and how we work things out. Yeah, the two assistant captains get to, and then, to battle it out. Right, and then we how we do chores, that this is my chore, this is your chore. Um, but then sometimes when I can't do it, oh, I got that for you. I can do that. You know, it's that kind of thing. Well, it teaches him It teaches him to, like, treat other humans that way. Right, right. <laughs> that, like, we're all in this life thing together right. in, in various capacities. Everybody has their strong suits and their not strong suits and – Everybody has their responsibilities, and, like, we share those responsibilities at times. But, like, he, he has to learn that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to uh, – Well, we always tell him, too, it's okay to be frustrated. Oh, yeah. But you can't lash out at each other. Yeah, it's all and how so, you respond to, like, or do those you need externalities. Help? Like, then ask for help. Like, don't right. just yell. Like, ask for help. And that's – I think that that's something that we've we've really been working through, I would say, the last, like, probably year. At least. Has been – I mean – working through it, not handling it the last six, but like working (laughs) through it this last year has really been like, for me, I, he says, if you need something, just tell me. And I'm like, I don't always know what I need. And so I don't know how to ask for it. And then I feel guilty. And so it's a fun guessing game. Yeah. Like that came with a really heavy conversation of like, well, what, what do you need? What do you, why do you feel guilty? Why do you feel these things? And, and so then it became me, him, him telling me, I, I don't feel guilty. Like I am here and I want, to make your life easier also. So what, what can I do to help you ask those things? And so there's sometimes I, Hey, can I go in the backyard for 30 minutes and go write in my journal? Absolutely. Go do it. Um, and I usually, not, I usually tell her not to phrase it yeah. in the form of a question or, and I've been trying to be better about saying, I'm going to go out in the backyard and he's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got the kids. And there's something about him saying, I got the kids. It releases me of that, that time. And, um, they still manage to find her. I know usually. they always do. But there was something about me, um, me asking for what I needed, um, and, and him meeting me without a fight and just saying like, yeah, yeah, go do what you need to do. Like, of course. Um, but then also a little bit of him anticipating what he thinks my needs might be. And then, um, it does make me think more about it. Yeah. Cause I think I ask for stuff sometimes and you're like, Oh, I didn't even know that that was something that you needed. And there's times that you're like, do you need to go do this and this? And I'm like, no, cause you, but cause like, you haven't asked in a while. That's why. Um, no, I don't really want to do that, but like, thanks for reminding me. Like, yeah, I, maybe I do. Um, so it's trying to anticipate the other person's needs, but not with the, I don't have the expectation that he's going to anticipate all of my needs. That and if I there is something mind. that is serious that I need, um, or is really important to me, I have to verbalize it because all that do is lead to it leads to a resentment. It leads disappointment. to disappointment. And then we're always going to be coming up short. We're always going to be fighting against each other. I've been trying to read her mind for like 10 years now. Man, I'm if still I could let you read my mind, it. I totally would. No, it's terrifying. Not like all of it. No, it's like super terrifying. I'm good. It also moves like, blah, 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 like super fast. No, like the part, the parts I, I can like gather. I'm good. I'm, I'll stay out here. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I've kind of covered everything. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, like lastly, I would say that like, yeah, we do have equal responsibilities and we do take equal charge of parenting the household, those things. I think the, 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 the one like difference between the two of us is that 
we both we both hand out the discipline. It's not like a wait till your dad gets home because he's going to get you, uh, or me saying like you, oh, your mama's going to get you. Although sometimes I say that. Um, <laughs> I was going to say sometimes that does happen. But like it's not because like I don't discipline them and she does or she doesn't and I do. It's it's an equal thing and we both do it in our own ways. But at the same time, like I, you know, I'm I'm human. I yell at them probably more than she does, but. Um, You're she, not here for most of the day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happens when I'm gone. <laughs> um, if anybody wants to fund like a Nest Cam so I can watch things what? while I'm home or while I'm not home. I'm just kidding. Um, Make it a reality show? Oh, no. <laughs> nope, we don't need that. Nobody needs that in their homes. Um, anyway, like we we both like sometimes overly disciplined and like we, we both, like I, like we said before, humbly have to go back to a five-year-old and explain to him that. Adults are stupid sometimes. People are stupid sometimes. And then we get corrected for saying stupid. Yes, because we don't let him say stupid, so God forbid we ever do. But anyway, the the point being is that we both discipline and comfort in our own ways, but the premise under which we are doing those things are unified. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, sometimes it is like, uh, like I like said before, I'm a little harsher on them than she is at times. Um, and so sometimes it's, it is the, the one parent going in and explaining – why the other parent said what they said or why, why we're sticking to that. Cause we definitely don't go back on anything. Sometimes it's uh, sometimes we tell him, uh, we explain to him exactly what we tell him all the time, which is, you know, daddy's frustrated. He shouldn't have said it that way, but you are frustrating him or you like, you aren't listening. You didn't do what he told you. Sorry. It doesn't absolve him from everything. Yeah. It doesn't mean that he's not at fault or he didn't do something wrong. It just means we didn't handle it right. It's the same thing. We reacted poorly. Absolutely. It's the same premise under which we tell him like, you can get frustrated, but you can't throw things in anger or you can't hit us in anger. You can't hit your brother in anger. Anybody has any suggestions on, um, stopping the throwing things Ugh. in anger or the lashing out in anger. Or the screaming at the top of his lungs when he's frustrated because he doesn't want to go to bed. Uh, we we'll would take gladly take emails for that. Because <laughs> really our, our new solution is old fashions, old fashions, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that, it works well. Ooh, watching. grandparents, yes. <laughs> anyway, so like that that's the gist of it though, is like we, we we're not perfect. We're not no. asserting that we're perfect. We're telling you Please don't hear that we're perfect. in a calm, calm way where there aren't children yelling and tugging at us. Yeah. That this is how we view and what what we're aiming at for our the equality in our household, and it's truthfully something we believe. Um, it's truthfully something we try to put into practice because it, it definitely isn't. And it's not because it's not because some of our friends or, or peers are sexist or whatever. Like a lot of people raise their kids the way they were raised or they perceive certain things to be a certain way. And like that, that's where we welcome that kind of like people that we respect who have older kids or who parent a different way. We like to hear their perspective. It doesn't mean we will parent that way, but we like to hear how other people are doing it. We can make a more informed decision on how we operate our house, the two of us together, not me and not her by and ourselves. I, and I hope that like in listening to this, you, you hear that we were saying that these are still current struggles. These are still things that we, uh, yes, and they will be, um, like I said, a year ago had just started working through why we'd probably been, we've been together for 10 years, um, struggling through it for the last nine, you know, like I, I hope that, um, it's, it's always a work in progress. I never mm. want to get to a point where I'm like, ugh, my marriage is perfect. Because um, Cause, cause it could always be more perfect. There's always something that you could keep working to and striving for. And um, so I just, in all of the parenting, in all of the, the equality, like, like I said, that sink conversation oh, probably happened ongoing. like six months ago. It Pro- really probably will happen again. Um, maybe not the sink because I've been really good at that. No, no, no. What's really but funny. It'll be a different chore. What's really funny is it'll probably be you telling me, like, hey, you don't <laughs> clean out the sink. Like, 
things are going to shift. I've never been the person that ha- like can't go to bed without their with their sink dirty, but I kind of want to be. So I'm trying really hard to make that a reality. Um, which sucks because my body's like, I'm sorry, don't you want to go to bed? And my head's like, yeah, but this could be a really good habit to form. Um, yeah. So these are all things that we're still working through. And, and right now it's dishes. Next time it might be vacuuming, you know, it's just, and they're not trivial. I know it sounds trivial, but they, um, they hold a lot of weight when you feel like you're the only person doing something. Right. So and don't it's something discount that's, those it's feelings. something that's controllable too, where it's like, man, they could be doing the dishes. I obviously am doing it and right. I'm busier than anything. Like, well, and that should be an easy conversation that you can have with your spouse. And if you can't have that conversation about, I'm having a hard time, um, with doing all the dishes, if you can't have that conversation, then then there, there's there's a bigger thing that's probably happening, and I would 100% um, suggest some type of couples counseling. Yeah. Um, that's been – and I'm sure we'll just, talk uh, about just that. Just a mediator. Just a mediator. It's somebody not because you're in, incapable. It's just somebody who's truth in your life. the same idea that you, like, life. go and get your car tuned up um, yeah, while it's still up. working. Yeah. Um, so Little if change. that's something that, like, these these topics feel really heavy in the – like, having these discussions on how you can better run your household together um, feels – overwhelming or you're sure it's just going to end up in a fight. Like I strongly suggest that you, um, ask somebody else to step into that conversation. And when we post this, um, we'll post on our blog. Um, we have a handful of really great counseling, um, counselors to, to reach out to. And, um, I would love to put that up there for you guys so that you can, um, get that information. Um, Sometimes it's hard to ask for help, so you don't even have to ask us for what it is. It'll just be available yep, to you. Yep, you just passively click the link. Um, that would be great. And I know we'll talk more about counseling and all that stuff at one point, but um, please hear me say that there is no shame in getting help. There is no um, no reason to feel like um, it's a it's something that – what's the word I'm looking for? I'm just going to stick with shame because that's the best word I can think of. Yeah. Um, don't, don't, asking for help is yeah. always a positive thing. Absolutely. Asking for help will always bring light into the dark. And um, if you don't ask, if you don't open the door for light to come in, it can't. Yeah. So um, that was like a long tangent that I wasn't expecting to go down. Um, but, but now you know. But now you know. If this in your marriage is feeling heavy – um, and, and maybe it's not a counselor that you want to talk to. You want to reach out to a friend, find a safe friend where you see their marriage and go, Oh yeah, I want to do a little bit more of that. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing that Dave Ramsey says, don't take advice from broke people. Um, yeah, don't take marriage advice from people who are on the verge of divorce. So find those safe people. Um, again, with our email address, we are also available to just talk and to help and to listen and, and to I mean, point you in those right directions. We're, to the we're people. not like certified counselors or anything, no. but we definitely like to listen to people. Surprisingly, my, my introverted self will talk to you via email for days. <laughs> great. Um, but there's always available options. And so find that safe person and start talking to them. Um, so that email address is hello at mixtape love Um, and again, you can find us on all the social media. Medias, social medias, social medias, social mediums. What do you got for me for Spotify today? Mr. Cole, I don't know why I'm always the one who has to pick this. We've but, discussed why you are. Yes, that's true. So we're, we're starting. We're starting with like the bubblegummy pop stuff. We'll, we'll move further in. Like, I mean, Benfold's luckiest wasn't bubblegummy. No, pop. you're right. It was like a deep cut, Ooh. as it's called. Uh, this one is by Jason Mraz. Yeah. It's the I'm Yours. 
think he does it as a duet sometimes, doesn't he? No, see, the one that you put on the album was yes. the Sessions one. Mm. And that one was... It doesn't matter. The song is good. The, the song Casanova is solid. Sessions. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. I don't yes. know why I know that whole thing. Maybe because I listened to it over and over again. I like Jason Mraz is really interesting. Like He's a talented musician. Uh, his songwriting skills are very light and bubbly, so a lot of his songs are light and bubbly. But this one's like a very like playful, like like succumb to uh, the inevitable like love mm-hmm. that like it's just it's playful. It's a playful like a playful resign to to being in love. Yeah. I I like it. It's, it's called just, I'm it's yours. nice. It's called I'm yours. We'll put, we'll post it. We we have already posted it to spot. If you follow our list, you got. Did you do the Casanova ones? Uh, I didn't think I posted that one. I don't know if those are available on Spotify, but either way, that uh, I'll look for it. They're on my playlist. Uh, regardless, uh, <laughs> I posted, I posted, or added this to the uh, the playlist already. So if you uh, are following it, you definitely just got a notification. You got a notification saying I put the song on there, and now you're about to get another one that says I changed it. It's great. You might get a notification from Kyle D. Cole, no spaces, not uh, Kyle D. Something. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm going to give you some rapid-fire questions there, buddy boy. Lay it on me. All Casanova right. not available. Go oh, figure. Come on. I'm pretty sure it's online. It's not. So next. Whatever. All right. Least favorite chore. Least favorite chore. <laughs> Taking out the trash. Ooh, really? Yep. I hate it. You know, oh, you know what's funny? So There's only one it. person that hates it more than me. And it's you. It is. You never take it out. I don't. There, by the way, all that discussion we had about everything, and like, there are certain things I just dropped. Like, she doesn't close doors and drawers, but I have a little guy to help me now. Like, the baby will close everything too, like I do. And so I just gave up. Like things out of place. But anyway, trash. I hate. Room. I hate taking out the trash. I'm sorry. Um, I'm Casanova Sessions is actually available. I put it there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, your favorite chore. Like the one you don't mind doing or the one that you actually get excited about? Is there any chores you get excited about? Not anymore. I'm too exhausted in my <laughs> old age. Um, hmm. You know what? No, there's like there, – there, I mean there there are certain that like – there are certain ones that like I like doing once they're done or once I'm in it. Like, like dusting the office. Ugh. I like doing that but yeah. not if I have to sift through a bunch of somebody's like quote-unquote organizational methods. Um, my desk is a big pile heap. That's what he's saying. It, no, it's it's very deliberate pile heaps, and I don't want to move them because last time I did that, or the last couple of times I've done that, it's been a. Uh, oh, I let you do it last time. Anyway, I just didn't know where anything was, and so that's, it just became. There you go. Weird. That's 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 the reason right there. Okay. Okay. So that would dusting is your like. I guess no, you like mo- like moving things and like cleaning underneath them and cleaning them. You like them. to do that. Yes, because then when I put them back, like it gives me the opportunity to either not put them back and put them away, or. Ooh. Put them back in a better way. That sounds awful. Okay, so next. Like Rapid fire. Um, your favorite way to cheer me up or make me happy? Oh, just being playful. It doesn't take much with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm too serious of a person most of the time. So yeah. if I'm playful, like, even a little bit, you, like, you give the same belly laugh that the, the babies do. It's very funny. <laughs> Thank you. It's, a, it's endearing. It's adorable. Thank you. Um, what's the best way to cheer you up or make you happy? When you're feeling blue or frustrated or overwhelmed. Because um, playful is not normally the thing that No, sometimes you up. sometimes that just bothers me more. Um like usually it, it, it's kind of under the similar guys though. Like if you do something completely unexpected, that's usually 
That usually cheers me up. Unless it's jumping on your back and it Don't folds you in half hurts. and I hurt you. <laughs> no, that hurt for like three days. It was ridiculous. She she literally tackled me and like jumped on I like my head. I thought we were having fun. We were having fun until we weren't. <laughs> so what would be something that is so it's un- something unexpected? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I came home one day and you had, like, cleaned everything, which, like, at the time was very unexpected. Or, like, you came back from counseling one time and you were like, my counselor said I just need to be more motivated. And I was like, what? That, this? I, and, he, like, you were okay with it. That was the thing that shocked me, which was, like, out of character because like, I can't tell you that because yeah. it, it, it'll always be masked with, like, my husband's, like – railing on me for not doing anything or you think I'm lazy like you know quote unquote you think I'm lazy or something like that and so the fact that you like let other people speak things into your life that like are truths that need to come from other people like not that you never listen to me you do hear me out but like there are certain things that there's no there's no way for me to say it I don't get other people to say it to you but it's like nice when you arrive at those things on your own the same way I arrive at them on my own and I like apologize to you for uh, not appreciating how hard it is to raise little minions <laughs> okay next no i think that's all i got that's all you got i mean do you want me to ask you more questions no that's that's good i, I see now that i've scrolled down that that is those are the surprise questions those are the surprise questions um so that is it for us um we're, we're not going to commit to being back next week i hope so though I well me too it. but you know really sitter, sitters are missed, hard um we missed chatting with each other why you guys listen <laughs> Um, which is really all that was requested to begin with. So, yeah. Um, so we hope you have a great week or two weeks, however long it is or a month and a half here again. Um, and thank you for listening. Bye.